0: 52,000 amazing students. 9,000 dedicated staff. 96 schools and programs. The largest and most diverse school districts in Nebraska. The Bunnies. The Bison. The Vikings. The Wolverines. OPS proud. OPS proud and prepared for success. We are. We are Omaha Public Schools. Welcome to our first official podcast here on Omaha Public Radio. I'm Omaha Public Schools Interim Superintendent, Matt Ray. I have the privilege of sitting alongside Brian High Senior, Olivia Wallace, Editor-in-Chief for the Brian High Orator. She is especially passionate about sports writing and reporting. We also learned that Olivia's play, Roses, was selected for the presentation by the Great Plains Theater Conference. With her background and expertise, Olivia will be the one asking me the questions today. And just as a note for the listeners, we do have a shared love for Ashland Park Robbins. She was a student there and I taught there. Well, thanks again for being here. Yeah. And at one point you did a recording of a video, um, sort of my introduction to the community. And you you had, the, I think, the best line of it. And you said in that, that video, you talked about that he's going to give Omaha Public Schools the biggest hug ever. And I don't know if you just came up with that on the spot, but that was brilliant. I <laughs> thank think you, that's, thank you. that's the highlight and it's kind of kept me going these last couple of months is, is trying to think of how I give the Omaha Public Schools the biggest hug ever. So thank you
1: for yeah, that. Of course. Mr. Ray, thank you for this opportunity. I would love to start by having you share a recap of your journey to your current role as Omaha Public Schools and Superintendent.
0: I think people might get tired of the story, but I'll, I'll tell it again. So in, in high school, uh, you do those career interest surveys. And so I, I did one, I think it was my sophomore year, and it said that I should be a park ranger. So I thought, oh, I'll be a park ranger. And I found this job where you just watch for fires. And I thought, oh, that's, that's that'd be great. Just alone in the mountains, watching for fires. Um, you know, and when you're in high school, you think of those things. And so I went to, into college to be uh, a park ranger specifically to look for fire. And then as I went through it, I decided that's not what I wanted. I met my wife because at some points in high school, you never think you're going to go that route. So I went into elementary education. I completed a bachelor's in criminal justice. I have a bachelor's in criminal justice and then went to elementary education and then student taught at Ashland Park Robbins. Then I substitute taught through the district. And then I eventually taught at Ashland Park Robbins. From there, went to student community services, from there to the board, to Chief Staff, to Deputy Superintendent. I, I cut out some things, but that's a course of 27 years.
1: As you've expanded your role with Omaha Public Schools, you shared that the Strategic Plan of Action guides the work ahead of you. Can you explain?
0: So the Strategic Plan is the roadmap for the district. It outlines what we will do, what we said we're gonna do um, till 2025. So we spent some time talking about where we wanted to go, what our goals were, and that Strategic Plan is meant to guide that work. And the whole district should be working on those goals.
1: Is that each school individually or as a whole?
0: As a whole. Um, you know, I think sometimes of how we look at schools and how we look at comparing them to a business and, and we're not 100 some franchises, we're 100 corporate stores working on the same mission. Um, and uh, that's the work we have to do.
1: Omaha Public Schools strategic priorities are academics, staff, financial accountability and ethic of care. As a district, what are you doing well in those areas? Where can we all still improve?
0: So I think it's important to remember that when we launched the strategic plan, two months later, the pandemic happened and we focused for two years on all the, that was involved with that, we had to jumpstart back to the strategic plan. There's 22 goals and we had to look at the strategic plan and update some of those goals because some things happen quicker. For example, the one-to-one technology and the board approved some revised goals shortly after the pandemic. So we're working on all of them. You know, I, I'm proud of the, the norms that come out of the strategic plan. It guides how the district views things. Um, and I think that's the power of that strategic plan—is that shared values and that shared norm system.
1: How do your goals as a leader align with the priorities outlined in the strategic plan of action?
0: It goes back to those norms and values and how we how we treat people. Uh, it also goes back to um, the priority of improvement and how we look at improvement throughout the district and setting goals for graduation rates for on track freshmen on track. Um, it it really lines up how I view the district's future. You know, there's there's things that have happened so often that we lose track of how important it is to plan. For example, we opened Blue Stem, and uh, this year was our first year for Blue Stem. We purchased that property twenty two years ago, with the idea that we needed to build a middle school and an elementary school on that site. So it's really laying that groundwork for the future and how we look at things through the district.
1: Where can students, staff, families, and our community learn more about Omaha Public Schools' strategic plan of action?
0: So the strategic plan of action is online. Um, it is on the website, ops.org. It outlines all the goals and the revised goals. Also, you'll, you'll see some things happening at the board table, uh, especially in October, where we provide some updates on some specific goals. We committed in the strategic plan to be... Um, to be very forthcoming about the goals that that we're working on in the progress. So there's a workshop scheduled in October for the Board of Education to update on some of those goals.
1: Now, when you said that the board meets and discusses about the goals and revises them, is that is that revision hard?
0: Um, no, because um, we have an explanation of why. You know, we we just don't go in and revise a goal because we haven't met it or we don't think it's realistic. Um, we, we, we explain why we're revising a goal and we haven't really revised many goals over the four years, but more of what we're sharing with the board is this idea of here's the goals you identified you wanted updates on and we're updating you on those goals.
1: Now, when 2025 hits, is the strategic plan of action going to change? Is there going to be new goals that you are wanting to meet for the next couple of years after that?
0: So that'll be a discussion that we have to have with the superintendent at that time and the board of education at that time. I think you know, it it is a living document. It's meant to evolve, uh, but leadership changes views on how they see strategic planning. Boards see a different way of strategic planning. Uh, my recommendation would be that as we look at the strategic plan moving forward, we narrow it down from 22 goals. Uh, that's a lot. And how do we get to the point of focusing on three or four and moving the direction with those specific three and four? So I think what we have to improve on is how we use data to inform instruction. So what's real-time data to shift classroom instruction? We all know that the most important aspect of teaching and improvement is what happens in the classroom. And how do we use data and how do we inform teachers about the real-time data? But not just here's the data, but what do you do with it? You know, we're very data rich. We can pull any data, anytime generally. But it's one thing to be able to give people data, but it's a whole other thing to say, now, this is what we want you to do with it. So, so what now? What? You've given me all this data as a teacher or, or what do I do with it?
1: Has there been any like changes since you've stepped up as interim superintendent that you want to see in the next couple years?
0: It's this idea of looking at things maybe a little differently and asking why um, and, and really getting feedback from people that are doing the work. Tac central offices often gets criticized for not knowing what's going on or or what's happening. And you're sitting up at Tac and dictating what happens in buildings. But we're really trying to shift that back to say, okay, here's, what's the input? What input do you have? I mean, an example is um, the winter snow days or the snow days um, received a lot of impact, a lot of input about that from parents, from students, from teachers. And it'd be very easy for me to meet with two people at, central offices and draw up a plan and tell everybody that this is what it is. In fact, we would have probably been done with it three months ago. But what we've done is ask principals, we've asked the teachers union, what's what's the input? Like, what's your input on this? Um, and it's it slowed the process a little bit, um, but we're moving in the direction and we'll hopefully get it before the first day.
1: I love how you're asking students and parents and teachers for their input that I really love that. You said... Prior, when you answer the question, as when you stepped up as interim superintendent, has your outlook changed as you stepped up as interim superintendent or like?
0: Have I changed? Has the school district changed? Have my interactions changed?
1: Sure. Okay. All those. All, all three.
0: <laughs> it's, it's such a fascinating journey because you know so many people after 27 years. And it's what I, what I found through this is how important it is. How I treated people 27 years ago is coming back today. So people that I may have met 27 years ago and had a, a good relationship or working relationship with are coming to me today and talking about that. So what as a as a senior and you've been here since third grade, second grade?
1: I've been in the OPS district since third
0: grade. Third grade. What, what advice do you have for leadership in the school district?
1: Seeking more student and teacher input because that's where you're biggest, I guess, supporters are coming from Mm -hmm. because you have teachers working for the district, you you pay them every day. You are having them teach the future generations and then students grow up to be teachers, grow up to be doctors, you know, police rangers, you know, stuff like that. And I think just having that connection with the student and the teachers, like in a daily newsletter or as um, I saw last year, Monday, Monday meetings, Mm -hmm. board meetings, Um, just having students show up to those and actually put in their input because they don't think they get heard, but deep down they do. And I saw some students from Westview, from Burke, go out to the board meetings last year and really speak what they want to see change. And I think more students should do that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that's the biggest thing is just getting to the students and teachers first.
0: It's a great point. It's a great point. Well, thanks again for doing this yeah, of and, course. and thank you for always being willing to to help district communications in their efforts to get our word out. So thank you. Thank you. More Than Hashtags and OPS Proud podcast is produced by Omaha Public Radio. Looking for more information on this episode? Visit KIOS.org and search for More Than Hashtags an OPS Proud podcast. OPS Proud. OPS Proud and Prepared for Success. We are. We are Omaha Public Schools.